0: Not much. Another day on this 2020
1: earth? sure. Yes, um We got some breaking news that Steven Stamkos is going to be playing tonight in Game 3. That's very huge for Tampa.
0: Nice. But uh, most importantly, uh, this morning we found out that another person has passed away in 2020. And that is former uh-huh. Hall of Fame back, the youngest to ever be allowed in the Hall of Fame. Is Mr. Gail Sayers, who only really played for five years with the Bears.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's upsetting. It's it's, it's tough, man. Twenty twenty just keeps on taking from us, doesn't it? Like it's 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 awful. And for those who don't know, Gail um Gail Sayers was in the um. Gail Sands was played in a movie, for those who don't know. Brian Song. Brian Song, absolutely. 19, uh, 1921, 1971 movie Brian Song, which is one of the most popular, ideal um, <laughs> movies you can think of, man.
0: True, truthfully, I've never seen it. Really? Yep, never, never seen it. You could have saw it at least once. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it didn't appeal to me. Well, also the guy that played Gail
1: Sayers was Billy D. Williams, and obviously he met Gail met met Gail Stairs, who was the nicest person. Man. it's really awful what what's happening. in in 2020
0: man all the uh, all the great people are taken from us man yeah and uh, today is 20 years ago that remember the titans came out you know arguably the greatest football movie ever seen arguably top 5 sports movies to be to to, to be ever seen so that's just a fantastic movie and uh, you know cop that, uh, got Brianna Taylor, only got three counts, some say it's gonna be a slap on the wrist, and it got, it got a lot of people upset about this one,
1: it did, indeed it did, a lot of
0: people are very unhappy about this, you know, the fact that it took many, many months, you know. I was, I, w- I was having a conversation earlier with somebody, and I was just like, listen, you know, if, if she was white, the punishment would have either happened that day, or would have happened the next day. And the sad part is, this won't be the last one, and this won't be the last situation where the punishment gets fouled up. Sad truth.
1: I, I couldn't agree more man, it's, uh, it's unfortunate truth but uh, this is the world um, unfortunately how it is, it's not, it shouldn't be this way, but it, But it, this is how it is man, and a quick accolade on them, Thayer's career, 4 time Pro Bowl, 5 time All, 5 time First Team All Pro, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, NFL Rookie of the Year, 2 time rushing leader, 9th, all-decade team, NSL 75th anniversary team, and NFL one hundred anniversary team. The number 40 is retired, and the number 48 for the University of Kansas was retired.
0: That's what's up, and right now we're about to have Miss Coach Chris, founder of Life Beyond the Rim Sports Consulting at up Next Sports Consulting Basketball Operations, She's also basketball coach slash trainer in Dallas, Texas. That should be fun. Okay, so we're going to get it going. Uh, bottom third. Runners on the corners. 1-0 on count. 3-1. Toronto Blue Jays. And it should be 2-1. But no. Gary Sanchez decided to think, well, with a man on third base and a man on first, I think it's really, really smart for me to try to throw out Vladimir Guerrero behind. And the ball gets away from LaVoite. What happens? A run scored. And the next inning, Blue Jays have a wild pitch and Yankee score a run. So that would have tied the game. But no. Gary Sanchez doesn't say, you know what? I'm already not starting game one of the postseason. Let me just keep messing up so I don't play all together.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to say I'm Scott Higgy, All Game Ben Sanchez. Don't at me, nerds. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> so, Chris, how has your 2020 coronavirus life been treating you so far?
2: Well, I've been, it's been good and it's been, I don't have. Been- but uh, it's definitely been a, a eye opener for me, for it's like, cause this year was my first year starting my business, and so it's kind of like it was good versus the the bad of coronavirus, like things getting shut down and traveling and stuff like that, and putting sports sports on hold, and so it kind of been, you know, good and bad. I can say. <laughs>
1: uh Chris uh Chris, this is James the other half the sports dudes um I have to ask um what got you into coaching
2: so what got me into coaching coaching is like it's always like I've been playing basketball like my whole life um so it's definitely one of those things that when you get older you want to really like give back to the community or the youth um, to teach them the game and how you learn it as, as you as a player and so you know me I always been like a, a student of the game and so I always was passionate about like, you know, learning Like the game like not just you know X's and O's but really just learning the fundamentals and really just being a student of the game and just learning each aspect of the game. And so I always, was, I always wanted to go back and get to the community and just teach kids like through the, the realness and the rawness of basketball. And so that's what really got me into coaching. Uh, actually, I started training before I started coaching. So it was like one of those things that went hand in hand. So, you know, once I started training and then I was like, okay, I want to start coaching, like, I want to do the game, I want to teach the game, so that's pretty pretty much Got that, that's how I got into coaching.
0: What do you get most from teaching kids not only basketball, but how, you know, to be into teamwork and be a good player and listen to direction, you know, that it's just more than just basketball?
2: So what I get out of that Forrest, um, like I feel like the aspect of coaching is like you also have to be a mentor. So you just can't teach the kids the uh, the game, but you also have to be a mentor in their in their life because a lot of these kids these days they really don't have that that mentor or that mother or father figure and so that's one of the things that I that attracted me to coaching because like Me playing basketball, I always had each one of my coaches or somebody on the staff was always a mentor to me. And so that's one thing that I want to, like, give back to the kids or give back to the youth is that, you know, give them that, that, that mother or sister, big sister, or some type of mentor or some type of figure in their life, and so that is something that I want to, I give back to the game. is like, I don't want to just teach kids the game, but I want to also teach them how to navigate through life, like letting them know, like, you know, it's more than life than basketball. So you got to learn things on and off the court. And so that's was something
1: that really, really, really drawn me to, to that. What do you love about your kids that you currently coach?
2: So the thing that I love about my kids that I currently coach, uh, I love that the fact that, like, I'm learning, like, I'm learning from them. Like, I coach for a private school, and so at the private school that um, I coach at is the culture of sports is not really something that the school is really big on, because the school that I go to, is they big on academics, and they're a small, smaller school, so they're not really big on sports. And so from what I learned from my kids and what I take away from my kids there is that I learned that I, can, I have to be patient. Because these kids, I, I, I've been coaching kids that are, you know, they only play basketball once a year. They only, you know what I'm saying, they love the game, but it's not something they see long term. Because I, I came from coaching kids that, you know, they eat, sleep, and breathe basketball. And so, like with the kids that I coach now, you know, I had to learn patience. I had to learn to, like, you know, really teach them, like, teach them, like, hey, like this, this game is amazing. If you just, you know, just if you learn, if you can learn the game, it'll be, it, it'll be more amazing. So that is something that that that, that I currently learn from coaching my kids.
0: What's your thoughts on the NBA bubble and the Wubble?
2: Well, my current current thoughts about the bubble and... The whole system is, like, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of the bubble. Like, <laughs> I just was, like, I just, I'm just ready for basketball to come back. I'm just ready for it to be, like, the atmosphere, the fans. Like, virtual fans, is not the same. It's just, and I feel like the players don't play the same as if they are in their city or at their home or they're around their loved ones and things of their nature. So, I think, like, the the atmosphere of the bubble, I, I feel like it's, it kind of, it kinda, it, it trickle down to, um, like, the performance of the players. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like the players are just playing now because, like, okay, I know you have to feed your family and I know you have to, you know, you have to work and things of that nature, but it's like, I, I don't, I think the culture of it and with the bubble and things of that nature is like it definitely
1: gives a different feel to the game, as I can say. Now, could you see that the NBA says that they're going to start their season in January? Is Could you see a situation that fans could return to the arenas or – and if they could, do you have a view If you have to take educated guess, because we're we're not scientists here, we're not the authorities. But when would you think fans could have returned to arenas and it'd be easier to travel?
2: Um, it's that, hard to say because, like, we really don't know which way everything's gonna go due to COVID and like the numbers and uh and things of that nature so like i'm thinking like me i'm like i'm just one of them people like hey let's just let's give it a try and see but then you know you have other people like no we shouldn't do that because we don't want to cause any more than what we cause any more harm than what we were doing that like before so i feel like I, i definitely feel like that we should take our time you know what I'm saying? I think it should be, like, maybe a number of fans that can be a part of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? No more than a certain amount of fans and maybe, like, you know, still do the social distancing and masks and things of, things of that nature just to be safe. Because we really don't know which way this is going to go with COVID and uh, how it's going to, how, how will it really affect the world?
0: How would you feel if they started allowing between 1,500 to 2,000 fans in all NBA arenas?
2: Uh, I feel like that's a lot of people. I really do feel like there's a lot of people to let in. I don't know. I'm thinking less, they should do less than that, maybe. But I just feel like that's a lot of people just you know, right off the bat, like, I feel like it should just be, like, maybe, like, they can probably do, like, you know, friends, but maybe, like, family first, and then, like, season ticket holders, or, you know, just little things at a time, and then, you know, see how that goes, and then be like, okay, well, we can get that, well, that, that I, many people in, and see how it works.
0: I would think that the family of the players... Would be in the suites, you know. They, you don't gotta put them in the in, in the stands, right? You know.
2: Be, right, right, right.
0: So, and plus, plus, they they shouldn't be prioritized anyway. As as mean as that sounds, you know, you gotta let the season ticket holders and the fans that actually pay money. Because what's what's the likely chances that you know Steph Curry's wife? and family members are actually paying for anything in that building. Right.
2: Um I think it was it is it is definitely something that uh should definitely be something that be uh taken into to, in consideration because I feel like yeah, I think the you know the the family member should be in the maybe in the suite, and that can allow more people to be in the stands and maybe they can just open up like, you know, maybe like season ticket holders or, you know what I'm saying, like, or something like that.
1: So. Have you, even though you're not a fan of the bubble or at least fans of the competition that's in the bubble, I mean, if you look at, I these conference finals, I mean, the Heat Celtics have been entertaining and Denver's scrappy against the Lakers. How do you feel about the competition? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said, how do you feel about the competition in the bubble?
2: See, that's the thing, like, I don't feel like the competition is there anymore. Like, I feel like me, like me just being um a basketball player i just feel like you know what i'm saying that fans and then the arena atmosphere is like it really hikes you up like as a player so it's just like when you don't have that you know what i'm saying it's like i feel like you're playing like it, it feels like rig ball to me like that's how i feel like rig ball like we, you just out there hooping and you know what i'm saying we just out here playing you know so I feel like the competition is not there. Like how I, I think it would be before COVID had came in. So that is just, it's it just like, it's like I'm getting, I am I got to the point where I really stopped, like kind of tuning in to the games, but I still tune in, you know, to like just see what's going on and things of that nature. But like, I, I feel like after the Mavericks, Without, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue to watch because it's like, the competition is like, it don't seem like it's there anymore. It's just like, I feel like they're just playing just to get a check or, you know, just to get people to tune in so they can make money and, you know, all that.
0: Um, Since, since you're a Maverick fan, what was your thoughts in 2011 when they knocked off the Miami Heat?
2: I'm sorry, I can't, uh, you said
0: what was your thoughts in twenty eleven when the Mavericks knocked off the Miami Heat to win the championship?
2: I thought it was amazing. Like <laughs> you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, so you know, the Mavericks is definitely my team, you know. So I I I I, I think it was I think it was a good win, like You know, people didn't expect us to, you know, to knock them off, but, hey,
1: we did in. Hey,
2: we did a
1: good job. Now, since you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, I'm assuming you're also a Dallas Cowboys fan, am I correct?
2: So, no, 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 I don't want nobody to be like, boo, but I don't watch football. (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay.
2: I do not watch football. Why? I'm a straight basketball fan. I watch NBA, WNBA. I watch college, high school. I'm just a straight basketball person. But I might, I, you might catch me watching like tennis, maybe a little bit, or you know, track is like I love track because I ran track. But um, that, that's about it. Like I don't watch football. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's, uh, that's that's surprising. I'm, I'm I'm a little bit shocked. I thought uh, I thought I thought you would. I'm, because in Dallas, football is like religion.
2: It's king. To have someone yes, say, well, "Oh, is know. surprising." <laughs> yes, I already
0: know. Um, what what's your thoughts on on Olympic basketball? what? I'm sorry. On Olympic basketball.
2: On Olympic basketball, I, I really love Olympic basketball. Um, I really uh, tuned in like from high school to you know pretty much the close. So it's always been like always be it's always interesting to see like who's on the team and uh, you know just to see the competition and uh, it's always been.
1: Something I tune into, so I definitely love the, the the Olympic basketball. Um, sticking with the theme of Dallas Mavericks, um, what's your opinions on Luka Doncic? Hey, you
2: know, we in Dallas, we love him. We love him. We we look at we look at him like the next Dirk. So I feel like man, he's definitely he's definitely a good access to um to the Mavericks, I really think he will he bring something different to the Mavericks as well, like far as like putting on the show, like, you know, just be I, I really feel like he's like the face of the Mavericks now. Like since Dirk is gone, it's like I feel like he's like the face of, of it now. But he's definitely a talented player. He's something he's someone that, you know, that the Mavericks been lacking you know, in the past couple of years, but I really,
0: you know, our city really loves him, so, hey, I'm, 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 I'm a go. so I love it. Abs- absolutely, you know, Mavs fans are pretty lucky to go from Dirk to Luka. Um, maybe Dirk is happy with his one, but throughout his whole entire career, do you think they could have done a little bit more to give him more opportunities?
2: Yeah, I definitely think so. I definitely think they will get more opportunities. Um, that is something that that they need. Like, but I,
1: I definitely think that. I definitely think that. It's it's really it's really shameful that. Yeah, he um he's been to two finals. Um, they lost to the Heat, and then they got their revenge. Um, they ran into teams like the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq, and then the Spurs with Duncan and Parker. It. it, it the fact that Dirk stayed loyal, that was just, that was probably one of the best championships I've seen. because It was one superstar, one Hall of Famer, and nobody else. You, you guys are very blessed to go from a first battle Hall of Fame to a guy that has the potential to be a Hall of Fame. How is Mavericks fan feeling even though they lost in the first round to the Clippers, I feel about you see your own role with Luka and KP and Hardaway.
2: Right. I really think, I really think, um, like, my thoughts on it, us getting uh, knocked out, is because we lost one of our big, uh, of the big players. So, uh, I feel like if it was there, I feel like we would have, one and I'm talking about Porzingis. Like I feel I really I really feel like that we could have beat the Clippers because the Clippers are very. They're not. They're a good team, but they're very. They're they're not in sync as the Mavs. You know what I'm saying? If you if you really see them play, you know Mavs they really play as a team versus the Clippers. They they play as a team, but you know they have their days. Sometimes they're not consistent. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I feel like you know. With Luca, he's very consistent, like, he's a very consistent player, like, he always getting a triple-double, like, you know, so, um, I really feel like, you know, we have a, a, a good future, I feel like we can, I really feel like we can really win in nature, like, if everybody stay healthy, Kazinga he comes, comes in in a full force, and Luca and Hardaway, like, I feel like... We can really win the whole thing, and I really had that feeling this year. I'm like, yeah, man, if we gonna we gonna get up there. We might not win the whole thing, but we gonna we gonna go to the final. But of course, Mozinger, he didn't really play, so I think they played a big part in um, them not making it all the way. So
0: that's the key factor you just said. KP and Luca has to play together. You know,
2: yeah.
0: I, I do agree that if KP played the whole series, maybe it's different. And another thing that I think I messed up a lot of people was the layoff. Because a lot of teams were really chemistry-driven right before COVID stopped the season. And that has to be hard, right? Four months, no basketball. Yeah. Then, then you're being told, okay, listen, we're letting you finish your regular season we're giving you three weeks to show up to Orlando. But it's not just something you can turn on the switch. So I think next year we'll see, you know, who are the real teams. This this year I think it's just, okay, what happens happens. But I, I don't think we're seeing the real teams in the finals here. Right, right,
2: right. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. But I definitely think... Um... The future of the Mavs is very bright, and I feel like uh, Luca, Pazinga, I feel like they're going to be like loyal, loyal players. And, I, and I, I, I hate to say this, but the foreigners—they, they, they, pretty much remain loyal. They pretty much when they get on a team, they pretty much stay there.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I think Dallas is going to have a fantastic, bright future. I, yeah. I don't I don't know if they're gonna win a championship, but I think that they're gonna be one of those teams to be reckoned with now I want to get your thoughts on the Lakers and Nuggets Um, I know you really haven't watched as you said because of those comments you said earlier, but have, Who do you think will win that series if you have to take a gap? I, I, I mean, I think it's gonna
2: be the Lakers I, I, I really do think the Lakers only um, only because, you know, um, I feel that, well, I, I really do have mixed emotion because I, I was thinking, you know, the Heat at first because I love the Heat. I love their defense. Like, I love their defense. They're a very de- defensive player, but they're also a young team, too, so it's like you have to take that in, in consideration, but... When it boils down to
1: it, I might have to go with the
0: Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I might most,
2: have to go to the Lakers. I'll
0: put in. Most people are picking the Lakers just for the Colby component. Um, I truly think we got misled, you know, with the Nuggets, uh-huh. nuggets beating the Clippers. Because if, it, if it's Clippers-Lakers, yeah. I don't think the Lakers are up 2-1 right now you know just right. just just Kawhi is Casual a whole control. different monster and if it's Heat Lakers that's going to be a six or seven game series both young superstars you know two big names in LeBron James and Jimmy Butler and i think it would be exciting but if it's Lakers if it's Lakers Celtics other than historical context the Lakers would win that series in 5 The Celtics have no business being in the NBA Finals.
2: You are truly, I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. I just, um, I just feel like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I'll be thinking it's politics. I don't know. Like, I feel like the NBA changed so much. It's just like, hey. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you think there's a possibility of the refs going towards the Celtics just to get the Celtics-Lakers? I'm sorry, last part.
2: I can hear you on the last part.
0: Do, do you think that the refs would try to make it so that it's Lakers-Celtics in the finals? I
2: don't See, that's the thing. I feel like the refs been doing that for years. <laughs> I feel like they've been doing that for years. Like, let's you know hope. What I'm saying? Like, I don't. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. I believe so. I, they might. They might.
1: Uh, like,
2: you know, the refs can only do so much. Listen, it don't matter,
1: <laughs> it matter because the Lakers are gonna win.
0: Oh my so god!
1: So it really doesn't matter. It, 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 it's, it's all, it's all, it's it's Lake Show, and hey, you got it, it's Lake Show, that's how it is, it's Lake Show, absolutely, we love to see the lake, just whatever, <laughs> it's like <laughs> <to> the <laughs> like, nobody, and I'm gonna be honest, coach, nobody wants to see the Nuggets
0: and Heat, nobody wants to see that. Excuse you, it's why never, not, why not? It, it, it'll be awful. I'm probably going to
1: tune out. I mean, I'm already tuning out because the Stanley Cup finals are on, but I tune out even more. Like, oh, no, stop nobody it. wants that. Everybody wants to see Lakers Celtics.
0: Nope.
1: That, 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 that's how it is. Lakers Celtics will be no I no competition. I see what, what, what'd you say, coach? I said, I do believe that. I do
2: believe nobody wants to see the Nuggets in
0: the Denver. In the, I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody wants to see the Nuggets in the Heat. So, I do agree with you on that. Thank you. See, see so, 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 listen, listen, listen. Are you two both saying that Lakers-Celtics will be, would be a better series than Lakers-Heat? Is is that what is that what absolutely. we're really trying to say?
1: Absolutely. Say, absolutely. Yes. one One thousand and twenty-seven percent. Absolutely.
0: How are the Celtics better than the Heat? Please tell me.
1: Because now they got Hayward back. Now with Hayward back, and you got Jason Tatum, and you know
0: you got Jason Tatum playing. If if Jason Tatum's so good, how how come the Celtics didn't make the finals last year? Listen, listen, listen,
2: listen.
1: I, <laughs> I got him. The past. talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> <I> got <laughs> him. I <laughs> said right
0: now, right now. Right now. They, they got Tatum and Brown and Hayward, and right now, that team. Now so, that Jason Tatum's so down. special. Why are, Why are the Heat up 2 1? Listen, it happened. You
1: know what happened? <laughs> it happened. Celtics. Got Celtics blew the lead, Celtics should be up three nothing, but it's okay. Because Celtics are gonna come back, win tonight, go win win the series in six. Lakers will win their series in six, and we're gonna get that matchup that we all want. And Lakers will win the series in seven and LeBron will win his fourth for Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe, and then we're good.
0: Oh my god.
1: Right.
2: I agree with
1: him. In their order. <laughs> Thank you. See, be, see Nick, coach and I are, are in sync. You, you, you got
0: to get with the bro. It's it's not <laughs> nice to game up on people out here. <laughs> 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 see, I'm
1: like, sorry, coach. My co is not a fan of exciting finals. He just wants to see something boring and mundane and and uninteresting. And honestly, we don't got time for that.
2: We don't no. got time. That's
1: not the culture of basketball.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely. See,
1: man. You see. Man. You see? Oh my god. Oh man. See, coach, thank you. Thank you for understanding where I'm coming from. I'm here for exciting drama and nothing draws better ratings than Lakers South. I mean, you're, you're you're getting two of the most nationally bad um national teams you're about Lakers and Celtics tradition to Hall of Fame players on both Lakers and Celtics from past, and now you got the Futures. Like, come on, man. Who who want to see LeBron versus Tatum? Who would not want to see that? I want to see that.
0: LeBron versus Jimmy Butler is better. I'll see be that. Uh, I don't want
1: to see LeBron versus Jimmy. Uh, I don't want to see that.
0: Oh, my God.
1: i Nah. Nah, bro. I like Jimmy. I'm glad that Jimmy is in the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in his career. I love the fact that he's scrappy.
0: But, no, bro, not this year. Not this year. Maybe next year. Not this year. (laughs) Right. Thank you, Coach. So, what's what's your thoughts on college basketball and them finally deciding that the players can be allowed to get paid?
2: Sports consultant, so I love it. <laughs> so that's something that um, that um in my business, that's something that you know I kind of like uh, I do because I'm a sports consultant as well. Um, I have my own business called Up Next Sports Consultant, and so we do pretty much marketing, branding. Um, we do sporting events, we do um, all of that. So, and also I, I feel like it's very good for the players. As well, because I feel like that in the college world, in college basketball, I feel like they was making hella money off of those kids, and they was not getting they was they was like kids, were literally, like living like you know, like I had one, I had one uh kid um, that I knew, and he he went to a, a D one school. And, you know, he pretty much was like, you know, he was eating, like, ramen noodles, and he was barely eating, but, oh you God. know, he was, like, one of the biggest players at the school, and I'm like, dang, they don't give y'all no type of money, like, anything, and it's like, no, but I, I feel like it, it, it's a good thing for the kids, even though, like, sometimes I feel like um, people hit kids, like, when it comes to sports, so I feel like that's something that. didn't, they didn't that a lot of kids are going to need their protection for and not to get exploited for their brand or for their I mean for their likeness and so I think it's a good idea I think it's a good idea for the kids to make money and you know be able to provide for themselves Um, because like a lot of those schools like I said they were making all these millions and millions and dollars and none of the kids would see any of it so alright
1: it's always injuries, and injuries always play a big factor in any sport. Um, you look at the NFL; um, they had so many injuries, and you do fitness. and How do you, when you, when you have kids, how do you train them so they can minimize injuries instead of seeing major injuries happening in the sport of basketball? I know football is different, but what about basketball? Okay, so
2: I, I would say I, this this is the person that you know I admire when it comes to staying healthy, is LeBron James. If you notice, uh, LeBron James, he barely gets hurt, or he barely does, like, he, he hasn't had, like, a major injury, injury. And I'm not trying to wish that on him. I don't want him to get a major injury, but he's been playing the game for so long. Have you ever heard of him getting a major injury?
0: Nope, just cramping. No, 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 right.
1: just, just cramp, so but the
2: cramp. I... The reason why the reason why he stays so healthy because he spends so much money on his body. And a lot of kids don't take care of their body. Um, and this sport is, like, you have to make sure, you know, like, ice baths or massages or stretching or, you know, just making sure your body is taken care of outside of, you know, playing. Because, you know, when you're younger, and, you know, when I was younger and I played... I never took care of my body, and I was just like, I barely stretched, or, like, I'll stretch, but, you know, I wouldn't stretch, like, at least 20, 30 minutes, like, kids only take, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes to stretch, and you really naturally need, like, at least 20, 30 minutes to stretch, so that's why you have to pre-game, like, you have to make sure you get your stretching in, you're getting loose, you're getting shooting, shooting, like, if you're not taking care of your body, like, you can't you're not gonna have longevity in the game and you're gonna get hurt and and that's one thing that people need to teach kids, especially at a, a young age, that they need to take care of their body. And I always refer I always say I ask people why like when people ask me that question and they be like, How do how do, how do uh, they you stay healthy or whatever? Like LeBron James spent million dollars on his body, like millions. He spent millions on his body. It's like even like eating right, massages, uh, like maybe, maybe like I can't I can't think of nothing right now. But like just taking care of your body. That's how you remain and stay healthy.
0: No, you're right. Like I I can remember even being in being in high school, junior high school, elementary school. You know, whenever you got to gym class. Before you play dodgeball or any type of thing, 10, 10 minutes of stretching, whether it's hamstring or knee or jumping jacks or jogging in place, well, and I never really understood why, but when when they tell you why, it's important, and that has to be done first before you do any kind of athletic activity or, or any kind of strength strenuous
2: activity. Right, right. So you definitely, kids definitely have to take care of their body. And you know, when you're younger, you don't think like, you don't think like, oh, I got to take care of my body. you just thinking like, you, when you're younger, your body just It's back right away. Like, you can go out there, run, play, jump, sprint, and still not feel for the next day. But when you get older, you're go to feel it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I remember I used to play football and every day, like before we even get to the drill we stretch and we make sure that we get conditioned before because coach always tries us to stretch and our bodies beforehand because that's how we play in high school and in college. I've always remembered that. Um, one of the best things about college basketball is. I'm always a fan of
2: the upset. I'm always a fan of like a top seed or unranked seed. That always get you excited seeing of college basketball. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Like I'm a big fan of the Final Four. All that. Like I definitely the Sweet Sixteen. Like I definitely love like seeing those type of matchups and seeing like who's going to be the underdog and who's going to be on top or, you know, just, you know, I, I I feel like me, like, personally, I love watching college basketball versus, you know, professional basketball only because when you start getting paid to play, it's like, it's a whole other feeling because you're like, oh, I made it, so I'm making money now. But when you're in college and you're actually playing, and it's, it's just like, you're not getting paid for it, and you know it, it shows the passion within the player. Like it shows a lot within like the games and stuff. So like for me to just see somebody who's like the underdog and just come to the top is like something amazing. I just be like, okay, you're really passionate. You really want to win. Like okay, I really love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, James, I'm so so glad. I'm so glad you talked about loving upsets out here in these streets. Because if that's true, that would mean you would be so happy to see the Denver Nuggets beat the LA Lakers and go to the NBA finals. You would love that, right? Because you love because you love upsets. You love upsets, you just said it. See, I
1: said college
0: So, there can't be upsets in professional sports? It only has to happen in college. That's the only time you Uh, love upsets. uh,
1: I said what I love about college basketball is the upset.
0: So, why can't you love upsets in professional sports? What's wrong with you? Nah, bro. Bro, we need to see
1: LeBron
0: in the finals winner sport. That that's how it goes, man. I mean, we, we I wanna see Tawai finally get a championship. I oh mean, my Howard god Sure, sure that's I why you know. want the Lakers to win. Sure. Dwight Howard
1: deserves a championship. Oh my Anthony god. Davis deserves a
0: championship.
1: Like like Dwight Howard is a close to a borderline Hall of Famer. If he gets a ring, that that just that just puts him in that you know he doesn't get in that Charles Barkley category. He's not in the Chris Paul category. He's not even in the Carmelo Anthony category. We, we, we don't like that here. We want to see. We want to see Dwight Howard get a championship. We want to see J.R. Smith get a second championship. Hell,
0: we want to see Anthony Caruso. Oh my Alex, God, Alex so, Caruso, you clown. I said I tried to impress out though.
1: So. And more importantly, we want to see LeBron win his fourth because he'll be the first person to win a championship in three different sizes. You know, one with the Heat, one with the Cavs, and I one with the Lakers. And the only, and I want the Heat to win this great Kobe Bryant who has done so much for and for women's basketball. The fact that he cared so much about the WNBA, the fact that he put his time and effort teaching young girls how to play professional basketball, it, it, it breaks my heart that he died so prematurely and that his second life of basketball would have been fantastic, but we'll never know. But it's more of an emotional attachment. But that's why Lakers cannot lose, should not lose,
0: and will not lose. And they'll beat the Nuggets in six. So, and that's how it's going to happen. Um, we were talking about, you know, college basketball players getting played and it, it, even though it's a movie, I'm pretty sure it's been very accurate. It, it made me think of blue chips and if, if, if stuff like that really happens behind the scenes to where the trustees give money to top talented recruits do you think that's wrong oh i don't
2: think that's wrong i i don't i don't i don't think that's wrong not to me
0: then if it's not wrong why would it be done you know not known
2: Um, I feel
0: like that Oh, her phone was mirroring James' celebrity phone because the call dropped. And, and I told her, don't worry about it. James does it all the time. Oh my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, you were in the middle of... I was saying that if it's not wrong for people on the board to maybe buy houses for their kids' family or give them money, why is it being... Why is it not being known? Why is it being kind of hush-hush? Well,
2: because I think it's... uh, (laughs) I think it's a her church because you know I, I, it, it is wrong, but I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with it. But I just you know I feel like sometimes people just want to make some extra money, and so you know sometimes money talks. So <laughs> I feel like what I'm
1: trying to say like I, 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 I can't I can't think of the word. It's okay. When when money talks, when money talks, BS walks. I I may uh, It's probably because I think, I and mean, maybe if you try to say along the lines, coach, of like, there's nothing wrong with players trying to earn a little much money because the most of them have been in positions to see that type of money and that to help okay. out family, okay. help out family members, and help out people that you know. Be for that reason, that's probably a good idea. That's what you're trying to get at? Yeah, because, like,
2: you gotta say, most of these kids are coming from, like, urban areas, like, or low come in areas. And so it's like, once they get that glimpse of some type of money, it's like, oh, I'll be able to help my family. I'll be able to do this. I'll be able to do that. I mean, even though, like I, it, like I said earlier, like, a lot of people try to exploit these kids, and I feel like...
0: I feel like if you're giving the money from a good, a good, a good place.
2: Like, if, yes, if you're giving it like for like a good purpose or anything like that, not in a like, oh, I'm gonna give you this money and you gotta do something for me later. You know what I'm saying? That, that I don't like that aspect of it. But if you give it to it, like, okay, like a, a kid, his mama is struggling. He's a he's a base, a great basketball player, or he's just struggling you know, or his mom living paycheck to paycheck and you just wanna help just because and you just wanna get him to come to your school. I feel like that's something different, but if you're giving this child money and you be like on down the line, he make it to the pro and then you're trying to like blackball him or not blackball right. him, but are you trying to like control him in, uh, or control the situation in a certain way and you be like, oh, I gave you this money. Then I feel like that's that's, that's wrong right there but if it's coming from a, a, a
0: good space like I feel like it's not it's not wrong that's, that's very feel good like um, tell I us feel, I tell, tell us about your consulting company so my the company is called
2: Up Next Sports Consultant, and so basically we do uh, branding, marketing, we do sporting events, and we also uh, we also me and my business partner we both have uh, non profits that are under our business, and so we pretty much help athletes um with their like just say if they have like a business or anything of that nature, we pretty much consult them with that, consult them with their. Uh, with sports or like help them get placed or like we pretty much help with everything like we're pretty much a one stop shop so if any player needs help with anything like we pretty much they come to us and we pretty much hey, we can do it, we can do it all and if we don't do it we don't learn how to do it <laughs> Um, My last question before rapid fire is, is that Um, Would you say your company is just as big as your accomplishment as your coaching? Well, when I look at Up Next Sports and then I look at my coaching and my training, um, I pretty much, you know, I don't feel like uh, I have accomplished enough yet, as I can say, because I'm still... I'm I'm like a person, I'm a type of person, I love helping people. And that is something that's my passion. So that's where my coaching come in and then that's where the sports consultant come in. And so I feel like coaching and the sports consultant, it comes in hand to hand. And so I haven't like reached a point in my life yet where I feel like I am accomplished because I feel like I have a lot of work that's undone. And when I say I have a lot of work that's undone, like I'm like saying that, it's so many people, not even people. I, will say so many athletes that need that, 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 that consulting to lead them to the path of success. And I feel like once I, once I help the people that come, you know, through my business or through my coaching and my training, I feel like once, once I accomplish that. I feel like I will be accomplished. Like, but right now it's like I'm still on that path, you know. And so I'm still I don't I don't feel accomplished yet because I haven't helped a lot of people yet. Like I feel I feel like I gotta. It's a lot of more people that I need to help, and there's a lot of more athletes that I need to help because I also have a nonprofit that uh, targets student athletes, and they. It helps them to understand the, sport, the importance of having a backup plan, the importance of using social media as branding, uh, the importance of uh, how to balance being a student and an athlete. It's just you know so much stuff that I haven't done yet and that I feel like I was put on earth to do. And so once I feel like I feel like I did that, I will feel very accomplished. But not right now, not right now. I can
1: honestly say that. <laughs> Awesome, and now we're going to end this with a, with a quick rapid fire, about a minute, so I'm going to ask you some quick questions, you're going to give me answers off the top of your head, you ready? Okay. <laughs> Perfect, okay, as a Mavericks fan, um, where were you when Dirk won the championship against Miami? I was, I was at, at home
2: watching TV, I was at home watching it.
1: Oh, nice. Um, what, what, uh, have you have you if if you could meet any Dallas Maverick player, what would be the first thing you would say to them? Uh,
2: you want to be my client? Nice. Uh, what 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 would you say? What would you say?
1: Um, to any um future kid that wants to. Um, that one that wants to co- that wants to coach that you, that wants to be your coach that like you know that wants to be on your staff.
2: One thing that I will say,
1: I will say, um, hard work pays off. Um, two more. What would you say is your greatest coaching achievement so far? My greatest coaching achievement was
2: when my school won district champions.
1: Nice Nice And last one Be honest Uh When do you think The Dallas Mavericks Will once again Be
2: called Life Beyond the Realm, and so we pretty much help student athletes, I really uh, help them to understand the importance of having a backup plan, the importance of education, the importance of learning how to balance being a student and an athlete, and pretty much using social media as a scouting tool, and teaching them that, you know, what to post and not to post, and, you know, things of that nature, and so they can pretty much reach, uh, go on to my... This website is www.upnextsportsconsulting.com, and we have a link there to do the donation.
1: Uh, absolutely. And I just want to say, Coach, um, thank you for agreeing with me that the Lakers-Sophies matchup is where it's at. I appreciate that. I'm just going to hang on the rim just a little bit more. Thank you, and also thank
0: you, Coach, for coming on. All right. Um, thank you. Re- thank you guys for having me. No problem. Take no care. No problem. Take care. Guys, I'm 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 starting to think James is truly Mr. Sensitive. Lately, he's just he's just been getting in his feelings, and uh, I I think he needs to man up, and I think he needs to stop being so sensitive over every little thing I say, because because if that's how it's gonna be from now on, then then he might as well just say sensitive because. They don't stop flying the Fender, though. They come fast out here in these streets. Um, mo- most importantly, you should be listening to his podcast anyway, but Brian Waters, who we've had on this podcast many times before, has his own podcast, and it's awesome, and his latest episode, The Disrespect of Women in Sports, needs to be called out. Ladies can handle themselves and their clap back. Game is strong. But fellas, we need to clap back at these clowns as well. And part of that goes in with the Homer Taylor stuff. And what's been going on the other day. And the fact that all these men are comfortable making accounts and attacking women. Or men with platforms are this comfortable with attacking women. And that has to stop. And about five minutes ago, the wonderful Megan Imbert, who was once part of that horrible Washington franchise, just tweeted, Tell the Washington football team to release its employees from their NDAs. In case you don't know what that means, that means non-disclosure agreement. Text NFL to 30644 to send a message now. It's brought to you by the Time's Up Foundation. So everybody... Text that number 306-44. Text NFL to that number, and let's let's get that happening. But more importantly is, you know what, man? Let let women be women. They shouldn't have to worry about. Can I not wear this? Cause I'll get called out. Should I not speak my opinion? Because I'm gonna get called out. Like people people have to stop. And people are allowed to have opinions but when you use your opinion to try to put someone down for no reason other than just to get your jaws off or just to prove that you're a scumbag towards women, that that that's truly, truly, truly not cool. Yeah, um, I, I heard
1: everything you said, um and then some and if you just want to attack women to inflate your own ego, then you're just, you're just a scumbag. Um, it's just that you, you know, know your place. Like, women don't have to worry about if some pompous douchebag is going to say something that's going to make, that's going to try to ruin their career, and if you're going to say it. Really upsetting, there are talented women who are smart and know what they're doing, who worked hard for the merits they do. They shouldn't have to like be clown just because they're women, and I think that's upsetting. Um, quick scoreboard, um, 2-1 Dallas, end of the first period. Um, Miami up 15-14. Um, we don't like it out here, but that's, that's fine. Let's go, um, baby. Yankees. And the Yankees had the bases loaded and no one out. Did they score? Did they? Did they? Did they? Of course they
0: didn't. Of course they didn't. Oh, bases by the scored. way, now it's now it's now it's, it's eighteen fourteen Miami. Just in case you wanted to know.
1: Don't worry, you know, Celtics, Celtics will will write we'll the ship. But anyways, um, anyways, that is pretty much all the time we have today. Um. All I gotta say is that this is another great show, um, for all the gym. and also, just so you know, there are a couple of gyms who did talk to me privately, you know, they were not thrilled with some of the things that, you know, a certain
0: co-host said about them. Tell Um, them to come on the pod. If if they're not going to come on the pod, I give zero cares of what they have to say. Oh! uh, Listen, to all the gyms out
1: there, all the gyms... And for those who don't know, GEMS stands for Jet Fan, Islander Fan, Mets Fan. You have to be those three fans in that order. Jet, Mets, Islander Fan. You can't be a Jet Fan, Yankee Fan. Can't, you can't be an Islander, Yankee Fan. You can't be a, a Mets Giant fan. Not. Get to you your point. Be a you have to be all the The point is, all the gym's listening here, come on the show, defend your honor, and attack. Nick for being so gentleman. tell them to come on.
0: These these supposedly quote unquote gyms contacted you. Tell them tell to come on. How come they're not on right now? Huh 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 huh. Maybe maybe because there was no gym that contacted you. How about that? How about how about wow. that? Because if a quote unquote wow. gym, if a quote unquote gym really felt some type of way, they would have came on tonight. But um, wow. did that conversation be had? No, are they on the phone right now? No. Wow. All right. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm gonna get on it. Don't worry. Don't if worry. If they're not on, if ship. they're not on by Friday, the moment has passed, and and I'll no longer care about their feelings. Not that I care anyway. But wow, if, it, oh my God. If, if, if it goes past Friday, if it goes past Friday, they obviously weren't that upset. Uh, okay. so, so, hey, Jim. Okay. Hey, Jim. Jim guy. Jim, Jim and Rooney. Jim Jim Jim. Jimmer. All right? You got till, you got till 12 a.m. Thursday night. You got tomorrow. You got Thursday. You got tomorrow. You got Friday. Let's go. And it's better to do it tomorrow. Don't put off today what you could... Don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. So, it's bad enough you didn't come on tonight. All right? I think it's pretty pathetic. You know what? If... If, if you can get a gym to come on before 11 o'clock tonight, we will record again. But otherwise, they have tomorrow and have Friday. If it's 12 a.m. Friday, I don't want to hear from a gym, and all gyms are soft. Soft. Oh. And the world needs heat wow. Lakers. The world does not need Lakers Celtics. Because that's not going to be a good series. Listen, if
1: Coach says it, if oh then God. how dare you argue with, with, with Coach Chris? How dare you argue with the Coach? You 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 should be ashamed of yourself
0: arguing with Coach. If Coach says that she wants to see Laker Celtics, then we go see Laker Celtics. And That's you should be ashamed it. of your soft gems not coming on the pod. And you could be ashamed of your pathetic 2-0 take that 2 and, and shove it in your face I'm, I'm supposed that to be shaming the 2 and 0 Guys 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 your please tell me o how that makes nothing. sense please please tell me how that makes sense I'm 2 and 0 <laughs> there's nothing to be your shamed about o Your 2 and 0 is nothing it's whack <laughs> It's like it's, it, 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 it's like it, it's like winning is
1: like winning in beer league when all your guys are slow and you're the
0: fastest one out of all the fat guys It is really not funny <laughs> All right, I it's listen. Really you got, you got an hour and fifty-four minutes to get your jibs on the horn. Let's go, buddy. Get it popping for your lame, pathetic gyms. That's right, I said it. Wow. Wow. All right. All
1: right. I gotta go contact some of my jibs.